Welcome to What's Next, Living Longer, Better, Smarter. In this edition, the importance of social security. The podcast is made possible by AARP, empowering people to choose how they live as they age. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Mary Furlong. Hi, Mary. Hi, Fred. Fred, I think this may be one of the most important podcasts that we do. It's such an important topic to discuss, and we have just the right people here to have that conversation. We certainly do. With us from AARP is Executive Vice President and Chief Advocacy and Engagement Officer, Nancy Lamond. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Fred. Great to see you again. Also with us is Cindy Hounsel, President of the Women's Institute for a Secure Retirement, known as WISER. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Fred. And right next to her, also from Wiser, Senior Research Fellow and former Senior Analyst at the Government Accountability Office, Dr. Laurel Beeden. Hi, Laurel. Hi, all. Glad Hello. to be here. What, wonderful. And, and you're kind of an encore employee coming back to share your expertise. Um, <laughs> it's a real honor for us to have this group of experts with us on the podcast today. So let's get started. It really is an honor. Let's begin with Nancy to kind of set the stage here. Give us a sense of how important Social Security is to Americans, in particular, older adults. Well, thanks for the question. Thanks, Mary and Fred, for having us. And uh, Cindy and Laurel, who are um, longtime advocates for uh, and and policy analysts on Social Security. And um you know, it sets a pretty high bar to be on a program with people who come from an organization called Wiser. So, uh, so I appreciate that, and I'm delighted to join all of you today. Um, Social Security is the bedrock of financial and retirement security in America, providing benefits to roughly 65 million Americans. And when you dive down into the numbers, the importance of the program can't be overstated. For many retirees, Social Security is their largest source of income. It accounts for at least half the income of 42% of women and 37% of men. Um, and it's just astounding to kind of step back and think about that. Uh, Social Security is truly a lifeline for millions, particularly women. Without it, they'd likely have nothing to support them in retirement. And in fact, a staggering eight in 10 women nearing retirement have less than $100,000 saved, while five in 10 have no savings at all. Now, not to mention the program also benefits millions of younger folks right now, including 4 million children who get payments because a parent has retired, died, or lost the health care needed for work. And because of the economic stability that the program has offered to millions for more than 87 years, it receives nearly universal support in our polling. And according to one of the recent surveys, over 90% of Democrats, Republicans, and independents support Social Security. So it's crystal clear that the program is extremely popular and important to Americans. And we also know that there is some trouble on the horizon According to the Social Security Board of Trustees 2022 report, the surplus in the trust funds that distribute retirement disability and other benefits will be depleted by 2035. Now, this doesn't mean that Social Security will no longer be around, but that the system will have exhausted its cash reserves and only be able to pay out what it takes in year to year. 
in Social Security taxes. And as a result, Social Security would only be able to pay 80% of the benefits to which retired and disabled workers are entitled. And as you can all imagine, uh, nobody's looking forward to a 20% reduction in their uh, retirement check. So that's why AARP continues to urge members of Congress to shore up a, um, Social Security's long-term finances and keep the promises made to all current and future beneficiaries. Well, that's so important. So let's turn to Cindy and Laurel. I want to key in on something Nancy said, but first give us a bit of your background and tell the audience about the great work you do at WISER. So WISER is a 27-year-old nonprofit, and uh, we're, we've been educating women and trying to reach out to especially the underserved and under-resourced women who most rely on the program. That's our, our overarching goal. And what we end up doing is we have a lot of different programs for the different populations. Um, uh, Wiser was started because I actually had my own personal experience of losing my defined benefit traditional pension um, and no one could explain what it meant. Um, why did they cancel the pension? What was going to happen? And no one could answer that in simple, easy language. So it seemed like we talked about a lot of issues, but what we needed was to get women involved to make sure that they paid attention to, you know, how important these programs were and focused on their longevity, actually, um, since women need more money for the longer years that they're planning on living. So. And back in the dark ages, um, I was with the Office of Research and Statistics at SSA, and uh, that was kind of injected into my bloodstream, the importance of social security. And as I moved on and went to uh, GAO and looked at it from a different perspective, all of these things were policy perspectives. And that's wonderful. And we need policy and research to help the lawmakers and the policymakers set policy that works with the American people. What I wanted to do when I retired was be with people on the ground. And that's where Wiser comes in. Cindy and I had known each other for years because all of the people working in social security and pensions know each other here in Washington. And uh, Cindy very graciously opened the door and said, come on down. And uh, it's, it's just a pleasure because you get to meet women who are being affected and you get to go out and do presentations and say, this is how it works. This is what happens. And it's astonishing because you have an audience of people going, oh, I didn't know that. And that makes a difference to how I'm going to proceed. So it really, what Wiser does is really, really important. And it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'd also just like to follow up on what Nancy was saying, because this will end up being probably the fourth time we'll be fighting for Social Security oh, yes. together. And we're grateful to AARP for taking the lead and including all of us and and, and really like making room yeah. for so many advocates and, and keeping yeah. this um, issue really front and center. So, yeah, AARP you. is on the ground as well. It's important. So Nancy referred to Social Security as a lifeline for older women. 
Um, and I think our generation didn't necessarily have financial literacy training when we were young. And so when, when the exogenous shocks like losing your pension happened, you know, we didn't quite know what to deal with it. But could you emphasize for us just how vital the program is and what you've learned from some of the women that you've talked to at these events? What are they saying? Shall I take the sure. importance of Social Security and then Cindy can tell you about some of the wonderful people we know. I think the uh, new data from uh, census that have come out talking about poverty levels, I think are extremely important. And the poverty rates for people 65 and older dropped significantly from 1974 when the consumer price index was attached to Social Security benefits. And that's really important. The numbers dropped from one quarter of people over 65 and older being poor to just about one in 10, but, and this is a capital B-U-T, but, between 20, 2021 and 2022, the poverty rates have increased for the elderly. And I know those of us who only look at the numbers will say, well, that's not, it's not a statistically significant number, but you know what? that increase represents 1 million elderly, 1 million people older than 65, and more than half of those are older women. And that's where Social Security comes in. And just as a little side piece of data, and I have to check my cheat sheet to make sure I have the numbers right, this is from SSA, 15% of women rely on Social Security for more than 90% of their income. That's a lot of older women who depend on Social Security only. Nancy was talking about 50%, but this is social security, is it? It is so important. Cindy, I'm gonna to turn to you and ask you to talk about the, the ladies that we Right, meet. well, one of the things I thought is important for us as an organization is just to keep people from making these financial mistakes and most mm -hmm. women cannot afford that. And so it's it's learning what they need to know for themselves and it's different for everyone. So you can't, you know, you can't rely on what just one person told you they did because it may not affect you at all. And, you know, there are four big mistakes and Laurel can talk to the details of all of this, but it's knowing how your, your benefit is calculated, you know, and knowing, knowing that um, understanding spousal benefits, you know, how should you take your benefit? What's the, the best way? And I've had even men call up and say, you know, I'm so angry because my wife didn't ask the questions I wanted her to ask when she went to the social security office and she's getting the wrong benefit. We have to do it all over again and, you know, make sure that we're getting what we what we want. Um, and, and so women, I think, really need to pay attention to that and not just leave it to someone else. And then not taking your benefits early mm -hmm. is really important, too. Um, and not applying on time for Medicare at age 65 is another newer issue that penalizes, you know, a lot of people, almost close to a million now, I think, are in that lineup. So, yeah, it's really important. And I think it's important that we look at this from two directions. If you need to take your benefit, you earned it. Yes, take it at 62, but understand what that means. That means a significant reduction in what your full benefit would be. 
And if you wait until after your full retirement age, until you're age 70, or even each month after your full retirement age, your benefit increases. And it increases by almost 8%. That is one heck of a good investment if you can do it. Nobody's saying don't take your benefit if you need it, but think about it and see if you can hang on and wait. I think that's very important. So Nancy, let's bring you back in. And I know women typically receive lower social security benefits than men. Give us a sense of why this is the case. Sure. And uh, this is so important for the point Laurel made, which is how reliant women are on social security. So it's not only important to them, but typically they relieve, receive lower benefits. Now, social security benefits are calculated based on lifetime earnings. And throughout a woman's life, she faces a number of challenges that can have serious financial implications for those benefits. The first obstacle begins when she enters the workforce earning just 82 cents for every dollar that a man earns. Um, and there are even greater uh, differences when you look at it by race and ethnicity. It's really startling. A black woman earns typically just 70% as much as a white man and Hispanic woman just 65%. Uh, fast forward a few years from that first job and women often face career interruptions, forcing them to leave the workforce, cutting hours, forgoing promotions or leaving the workforce entirely, um, all factors that can severely affect her long-term financial security. Uh, the first interruption, call it that, uh, is oftentimes uh, childcare. In fact, in 2022, parenthood resulted in the withdrawal of roughly 1.4 million younger mothers from the workforce. And mothers with children at home across several different age groups worked an average two hours less per week than women without children at home. And over the years, those two hours a week really, really add up. And then of course, later in life, she again is forced uh, to take on caregiving responsibilities. This time it can be for an aging parent, a spouse or friend. Um, a woman in this situation could lose $120,000 in lifetime earnings if she reduces her work hours and $142,000 if she stops working altogether. And on top of this, women caring for adult loved ones are spending on average 27% of their annual income on care-related expenses. So you kind of lump all of this together um, and you end up with women having lower social security benefits um, at precisely the time they need them the most. Yeah. Picking, picking up on that and maybe diving a little bit deeper, Cindy and Laurel, what are your thoughts about solutions? You've touched on some ideas already, I think. Solutions to put women on a path to a more secure retirement. As I said, I think the, the key thing is a lot of women, you know, cannot afford to make a mistake. And so they need to know what they have. And I would say signing up right away for Social Security uh, statement is, is one of the most important things yes. you can do because it's the first step to figuring out what is going to be your foundation of retirement income. And then, you know, making sure that you're you're choosing the right option for you, which takes a lot of help. And we need that help from the social security offices as well, because a lot of 
financial planners, um, you know, are not, that isn't their expertise. And so you, you need to be able to get it from the source and then, you know, taking it properly and then knowing what you have from every other benefit possibility is what jobs have you worked um, or your spouse work that you might be entitled to those benefits. So we find that that's really one of the biggest issues is people just don't even know where to start. At, at the Thanksgiving dinner that I go to every year, I have one person sitting there who tells me every story that they hear, you know, that about women in retirement. And, and so one of the complaints is always that no one knows that they have offices that you can go to, you know, to sign up. People just don't even know where to go. So I find that, you know, interesting as well. So, yeah, I think one something that is not emphasized enough is sign up for my social security account. And it's an online way of every day. You want to know what the guess is. And, and we have to say it's a very educated guess. But if you're contributing, if you're a worker and you're contributing to social security, you can go online and they will estimate using a straight line estimate of what your benefit will be. And an awful lot of people are surprised at how much that potential benefit is. And that as Nancy noted, you're covered for disability. And if something happens to you, your children or your spouse may be able to receive benefits as well. So I think that's a biggie, learn about it. Something else, if I can back up, is say, let's get economic education to people when they're little children and say, this is what savings means. This is what social security is. I have, I know, and Cindy and I talk about this all the time. So many people, go, they hit their foreheads and say, I didn't know. And if only I knew. And what happens if you take your time out to take, I'm quitting my job to take care of my mother. And what does that mean with your all all of us here, I'm sure, are aware of or my my spouse who is sick. All of us understand what that is, and we need to talk with people about it. Are there arrangements that can be made? And social security is coming in underneath it, but what happens when you stop for? A few years, 35 years, lifetime of earnings, social security. I, this is my stuff. So I'll shut up for a while and let somebody else talk. <laughs> you know, you brought back a memory to me. When I was a kid, I remember they, in school, we had the passbook savings book. Yes. <laughs> you save every week and you, you, you know, you'd look at the numbers on the passbook. I don't think that exists. In fact, I'm sure it doesn't exist anymore. No. <laughs> so Nancy, Following up on what the Cindy and Laurel just said, in addition to AARP's focus on shoring up Social Security long term, I know you're also working on bringing to light the customer service challenges that Americans face when reaching out to the Social Security Administration. Tell us more about that. Sure. Ha happy to. Um, older Americans, people with disabilities and their families rely on Social Security and deserve to receive timely and accurate assistance. But years of eroding funding and cuts have significantly compromised the Social Security Administration's ability to respond to increasing demands and challenges. And the good news is the checks are arriving in people's bank accounts. So that part of, of SSA is uh, doing a very good job, at least as far as we hear. Um, but in 2022, 
um, we started to hear more and more from our members about the long wait times if you called, um, the fact that even as offices reopened around the country, uh, it could be a very long time to stand there and get some assistance. So we've been very concerned about the ability of SSA uh, to meet consumer needs. Um, and in addition to that, at the same time, the administration is struggling to process disability claims in a timely manner. Every year, 10,000 Americans die while waiting for Social Security to administer their disability claims. Now, a highly functioning SSA is essential. Um, and as a result, AARP has been a longstanding advocate for more funding to keep pace with the increasing costs of operation and, and the demands that are coming from uh, those many, many people on, on Social Security. Um, we, in this last budget round, were able to help increase funding for the organization, but it's a very, uh, it's a very tough path um, uh, providing support for a government agency to, to do its job as important as it is. Um, now, at the same time, I do wanna say funding alone won't solve the problems. And we work very closely with SSA to do more to improve their customer service, including taking all appropriate steps to constrain operating costs and increase productivity. Nancy, can I just add one, one technicality I think is important that we make the distinction between the social security money that I pay in as a worker that goes out to benefits right. and the extra goes into the trust funds and the administrative track, which is a line item in the United States budget. And that's what keeps the agency running, the lights on in the agency and hiring people, whereas the money coming in from our FICA taxes goes only to pay benefits. And I think that's an important distinction to be made other, other than that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, you're absolutely right. The money we pay in is going to benefits and supporting people, but we have to gear up every single year uh, to go into the uh, budget process to make sure the agency can get the, the funding it needs in order to, uh, to do its job. Yeah. Yeah. Laurel, I thought this would be a good opportunity to turn to you. With your years of service at GAO, often called the watchdog organization of governments, did you want to add any insight into the service challenge and potential threats on solving it? Uh, the service challenges to Social Security and solving yes. financing problems. Yes. I think I was around in 1983 when there were financing problems back then. And uh, there was a group of people that got together, thought about it. You may remember Alan Greenspan, uh, <laughs> who was the, the chief economist heading up that thought group. And there was a group of congresspersons and senators who got together and worked on it. And it was amazing to watch the inter-party, inter-what um, now is called red and blue, working together on this. I think it was a, a question that uh, the American people got together and said to their legislators, this is extremely important. When I'm talking to young people, I will often say, you think Social Security isn't important? Imagine clearing out your extra bedroom and having your mother-in-law <laughs> live with you. 
it, it and that's that's just a, it's a silly response but it's a genuine response is if we think about the importance of social security and make it clear to the people who represent us on the hill then they will get together without the party affiliations and work for a solution they did come to a solution i was with ssa at the time and sat and watched people come together and create solutions. And there are solutions now. There are all kinds of proposals on the Hill right now. There are uh, three from column A and two from column B. There are ways to come together. And something I would urge anyone who is watching or listening to this is, please, you talk to your representatives on the Hill, Talk to them in your local and your state offices and say, Social Security is important. We want to keep it solvent. And let's do so now instead of waiting until we're right at the edge of a crisis like we did in 1983. Very good advice. Cindy, do you have any thoughts to add? Well, I would just give a, a pump up for our own resource center the, um, that we we operate with the um, administration on aging and community living, and that is the National Resource Center for Women in Retirement. If people want to know more, you know, they can go to our website, and I know AERP has tons of information about this as well, but what the opportunities are, you know, and the options are. Um, to to improve social security so that you know we, we don't have to worry about it any longer. I, I as I said, I, when we started, I had a pension at one time, and I can remember worrying for a long a lot of years. A, a lot of us, will the company go under? Will we have it? Will the money be there for us? And it's the same thing for social security. People ask us all the time, what will happen? And we say, optimistically. It's always been resolved and it will be resolved again. And we're all in it, you know, together because so many of us need that. No matter how much you've saved, people still rely on Social Security, including all of us, I'm sure. So, <laughs> so Nancy, let's give our listeners and viewers a sense of some of the resources ARP has to offer for those looking for help. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, we uh, uh, we provide useful information, tools, and resources. We have a social security calculator to assist users in determining when to apply for benefits and how much they can expect to receive. Uh, the tool also helps folks see what percentage of daily expenses their benefits might cover. Speaks to the point both uh, Cindy and Laurel made about making sure people have information and can kind of process it as they're thinking about retirement. In addition, we have a social security Q&A tool uh, that answers uh, questions on topics ranging from disability, eligibility, benefit plans, earning limits, details on the application process, and more. And we also, from uh, time to time, offer live and on-demand webinars and online events for information to help people make informed choices. Um, these are very popular. There's almost nothing that we do that's uh, better attended than our social security webinars. And uh, for more information on these and other resources, um, visit our website, aarp.org slash retirement slash social dash security slash. And I think join AARP and get the print publications as well, because the 
bulletin and the magazine have done a great job with the coverage. I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that our, our magazine is now the um, most read publication in the country. We've surpassed People magazine. Um, and uh, as an avid reader of both ARP the magazine and People, I can tell you that uh, uh, that you don't want to miss ARP the magazine. But um, not only for the magazine and the bulletin, but we find um, the amount of interest in anything related to social security is enormous. Um, it's just enormous. People recognize how important social security is to them and, uh, and are following any developments. Yeah, and the politicians pay attention too because they know older adults tend to vote in greater numbers, don't they? That's true. And I, I will add that, um, you know, everybody knows this, ARP does a huge amount of polling. Um, in fact, I always say a pollster walks into our building and thinks lifetime annuity. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, but, but you know, it never, it never ceases to amaze us that no matter when we poll on what issues, other issues, Social Security is always at the top of the list. And in this last election, we found Social Security to be even higher among our 50 to 64 year olds than it had oh. been in the past and very much higher among older women. So what that tells you is the story that Cindy and Laurel have been describing, which is not only how important Social Security is to everyone, but how vital it is to older women. Great point. And I think uh, looking at the 2024, it's already, I think, probably the most talked about issue. So let's go back around one more time. Some final thoughts about these issues. Nancy, uh, we'll let you go first. Uh, well, I think uh, pretty much goes without saying uh, Social Security is the single most important issue to older Americans. We are absolutely focused on uh, making the case for shoring it up, making sure that it's going to be there, not only for current retirees, but future generations, and urge anyone interested in learning more to, uh, to engage with us. Uh, this is very uh, a very important issue and one that really does affect um, all Americans and, uh, and younger ones as well. I think uh, Laurel and Cindy hinted at that uh, earlier. So and thank you for, thanks everybody for their time. Cindy and Laurel. Yep. Thank you. Also, I, I, I think we've said it all. But one more time, we'll just talk about, you know, going to the Social Security website as well and getting that statement and making that the first step. During the pandemic, we were asked a number of times to write things about what could people do that were really worried about retirement. And, you know, they didn't have the money and many of them were out of work and what, you know, what would happen. And it's like, if you really want to know what will happen, just go get your statement. So I, I always like to add that in one more time. Thank you. And I guess I'll add, talk to your children and your grandchildren, because it isn't just important to me and having me be able to, to be independent, but it's important that your children and your grandchildren understand how important it is to them. And they can always come to Wiser's website to look for things too. Um, so Wiser and AARP, all kinds of good sources, and then the Social Security Administration as well. 
Cindy, we want to congratulate you on the award you'll be receiving next week, the Leadership Award at American Society on Aging. You've done such good work over time. And Nancy, you're always out there as a lead. It's inspiring to be with all of you. Uh, Laurel, I think you landed in the right spot in your encore career as an advocate on this topic. And this has uh, been an amazing session. We'll hopefully many people will watch. And so thank you for being with us. It's been fun and important. Thanks to you. I appreciate the good wishes. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about Social Security. Well, the websites are aarp.org and wiserwoman.org. We also want to thank our sponsor for this episode, AARP, empowering people to choose how they live as they age. And of course, we appreciate all of you taking the time to watch or listen you can find all of our podcasts including what's next longevity deal talk at maryfurlong.com slash 